Somehow you come across and you can quote these SNL skits till you're blue in the face. That's and, your own undoing, my friend. That's you're putting too much effort into Churchill. Put too much in, yeah. What did he say that ever made in, it ever made anybody laugh? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Something that might be helpful uh, for social. Yes. Is to actually just shoot a quick video of YouTube. Very. Mm-hmm. I think it's something as simple as you self-selling to the microphone. Hey, friends, getting ready to report a new episode of the Crazy Pastors podcast. There's Christopher down there. What are, you just kind of do a little turn around of the camera. Like, it's just really informal because people want to see that. Um, yeah, hey, hey, friends, it's Christopher. I'm here in the podcast I think he, studio. I think he said me. We're getting ready to I think he said uh, record me something it. now. We, I don't. I don't think we're, he said we're, we're you. through social. One lets you know what this looks like. You are not like. the face of this podcast. Yeah, I know. He's the man. <laughs> I am just the uh, the lackey here. But there's Michael. There is Drew. They're amazing. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, good rehearsal. It's a good rehearsal. No, now my video's now done. Let's, now let's change it all up. <laughs> so here's the plan for today. Okay. I don't know that I've had... He's chewing. <laughs> Can you pick that up? <laughs> hey, today's title... No, no, no. Let me try no. that again. Hey, try that today's... again. Take two. Crazy. Today's episode... Oh, sorry. You got to stop oh, making you're doing noise the whole thing when I, I do you were this. Making it. Today's episode is entitled Checking In. Simply just checking in. So let me set it up. That's good. Is a normal part of our lives. We check in naturally with people. You know, come home, ask your wife, how was your day? What's going on? I think sometimes in professional environments, we don't do it enough. Right. So, you know, in the lead well training, we have this thing called check-in. And we are just asking as a group of people on a staff, every once in a while, it doesn't have to be every single staff meeting, but every once in a while, allow a little space and ask the question, what's in the center of your plate? What's yeah. on your radar? What's causing you stress and tension? What are you super excited about? You can answer it positive, negative, painful, whatever, but just allow some conversation to happen in the room so people can be open and talk about life a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. In our church, we have a child check-in. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking oh, okay. about here. Right. But no, at the grocery no. store, you no. check out. And, and Isn't for that our, weird? For our global audience, I do also want to say that <laughs> we we do have someone lead Ronnie so, by the hand to our child check-in yes. every single Sunday so that he can check in. And today I have 20 stickers on my back because I never take them off. You're just a big child. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the reality. But we have you pre-registered in our system, so you can, yeah. Q, you yeah. can scan a QR code. It's a lot easier now. He said it was on my face. So, so that is not the kind of check-in that I'm talking oh, okay. about. I'm talking about a relational check-in. Relational check-in. Yes. Love it. So I thought perhaps we might actually model it here right now. Okay. Right now. Right now. In the moment. So, Ronnie. Yeah. What's at the center of your plate these days? There's a lot going on. What are you willing to actually share with our global audience as to what's really <laughs> happening? Yeah, there's just a lot going on. We think about what's going on in the world. You know, we talk about as a pastor, you don't really ever take that hat off. Ever, ever, you view everything kind of from that perspective, it's even as hard as you try not to. But so all of that added to what's happening in our world, happening in our church. Some of the things we've been going through as a church, mm -hmm. some exciting things with looking at, you know, how great giving is right now and 
numbers starting to come back. That's exciting. People coming back who haven't been here in two years. Okay, so that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, it, like a lot of churches out there, our giving numbers are strong. At yeah. our church, we didn't quite have the same success as some of the other churches. Like I, you know, um, I have a friend of mine. His church is yeah. at one hundred twenty-five percent of budget. Yeah, uh, but, giving. Look, our church in our area, it's been a long time since we've been over-budgeted giving at any level. Yeah. And so it's a major, major accomplishment for this church to actually have more giving receipts than budgeted year-to-date, which hasn't happened in many, many, many years. So, man, praise the Lord and thank you to all of our people for giving faithfully to the vision of what God has for this place. Yes, and we encourage our listeners to send their checks to Yes, please. <laughs> you can go to our website. Yeah, uh, come on in. But uh, so, you know, we'll get all you a that, push pay link. As typical in life, there's good things happening alongside bad things happening. But just understanding this perspective of now people are coming back, what needs to come back along with that, the the tension that adds with more volunteers and all the things that are needed. In light of what kind of church are we now? What does that mean? And from this, how do we live as the church in our context, in our world, the light and the darkness? While in the meantime, there are things going on behind the scenes that most people probably don't know. Sometimes there's conflict with staff members and different things going on. Then in the light of all that's happening in our world with the Russia invasion, Ukraine, gas prices going up, food prices going up, everybody's, you know, Dow Jones down, all, all these kind of issues that impact people. I'm just talking earlier about, remember 2020 when the only thing we worried about was a virus. Like Sometimes you just kind of have to go back to those days where you had time to to relax and focus on one thing. Mm. But it's also the personality of everything needs to get better. That's good enough, doesn't work with us. So that impacts everything as you look around. I'm sorry, audience. Uh, I did not know that this was going to be Orson Welles and the end of the... (laughs) The War of the Worlds on your radio right now. Gee, Ronnie, you you paint a pretty bleak picture here. Yes, but Jesus. But Jesus. All right, so if you don't mind, may I pry a little bit more in some of these things? You want me to be happier? No, I don't want you to be happier, but oh, okay. I, I, that, that's not the point. The oh, point is these. when we check in with people, these are real things. We want to respond. I do think that there's some communication that you and I have that we understand some of this a little bit more, so I might ask a little more flavor on these things. Okay. We have experienced some personal tension, I think, on having our church members come back. Yes. Right? Is that fair to say? Pastorally. Yeah. That we understand why some are not here. And so we celebrate when they come back and it is health related. And, you know, like you said, we had some, I don't know, several couples come back to church this past Sunday for the first time in two years. Right. That's super exciting. And we're so glad to see them. But then there are some people that are choosing not to be involved in church. The habit's been broken. They're breaking with the faith. And that's the common response. You know, what I do now is just I see someone at the grocery store or wherever. Hey, you know, we just miss you guys. Miss seeing you there. Honestly, and that's the response I get more times, we just got out of the habit. Right. Well, yeah, we all need to create good habits. So let me encourage you to be back. So that's frustrating, right, to say. Yeah. And I appreciate the honesty, but then how do you deal with that? Well, let's let's teach you how to do a good habit again. Well, you admonish, admonish yeah. and you encourage, and you may even you know throw in some scripture on. Warn them of the dangers of the not, assembly. But, yeah. Yeah, then they just like, okay, I don't want to see you ever again. I don't want to walk in front of you again. Yeah, I hear you. It's tough. It really is. I think it's a little more frustrating when, you know, you have people that say that they are uh, staying away from church, and then I see Facebook posts of them in a crowded restaurant or at a sporting event. 
Yeah. Right? That's definitely little, more frustrating. That's a little frustrating. But the, the point being that coming out of COVID, which we seem to be, there's this tension between excitement and frustration. But again, we've been very, very blessed. And there are so many churches that aren't going to make it. Mm. And we can seem to be, you know, in growing through it. So yeah. we're very, very blessed. Yeah, we are. Very we are. blessed. Our area's been blessed. Right. You know number of cases and deaths and all has been very minimal. Each one's sad, but now no. I don't want to, I don't want to back up the truck and air out all of our dirty laundry. Beep, uh, but you beep, did mention beep. that there's some issues with staff and kind of things going did on. I? You did. Okay. And so I think it's fair to provide a little bit more flavor to that. You think that's fair? I do. Okay. I do. So what's going on? So to revisit staff infection? Uh, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> okay. that's not the problem. <laughs> You said two things specifically. Actually, you said yeah. one thing. I'm going to give you the second. Okay. One is that you said <laughs> you said that there's some tension and conflict. Yes. So that is natural. It is natural. It is absolutely natural. So I would like you to uh, talk a little about what happened yesterday. Yeah. So just some conversations, staff members bumping up against each other, misunderstandings, whatever. There are just some different conflicts, I right. guess, to put it in a big... Oh, but conflicts happening among staff members, and part of that understanding is when you work together, you're going to rub each other the wrong way from time to time. There's conflict exists. Conflict can be healthy if it's resolved and dealt with. And so that just felt like there were some things that not being dealt with. There were third-party people talking about the issues when it really needed to be the two that are involved talking. So we had a staff meeting and had some time of worship, and then just I gave a brief devotional out of Matthew 18 of how... Jesus said, if you're the one who's been offended, you need to go and talk to that brother or sister who's offended you, and then you follow the structure. And I just said, I know there's some issues going on between staff members here. I don't know all of it, but I know there are some. And so for the next 30 minutes, we're going to spread out around the room. We're going to have these conversations we need to have. Right now. We're going to force you to have these conversations to get this stuff aired out because we can't give the devil a foothold. As I often say, as the staff goes, so goes the church. We have to model that and have to live that and we have to protect that unity because it does trickle down. So yeah. we're going to do that right now. One of our value statements, operational value statements as a staff is enter the danger. Yeah. And so we have a commitment with each other. This isn't an unprecedented thing. This is not the first time our staff has heard this type of language about seeking each other out to resolve conflict, to right. gain yeah. peace. Not a new concept. Right. But for whatever reason, it still just quite wasn't happening. So we forced the issue. Just out of curiosity, do you think that caused conflict? Did did our desire to remove conflict in that moment create more conflict? <laughs> oh, sure it did. But it was healthy conflict because it had a, a resolve focus. You know, we did the This Is Us series talking about who we are as Christians. And ironically, because I didn't have that idea planned yet, we had not talked about doing that till Monday. And then, so every Sunday we say, this is a statement. The last Sunday was, we are people who settle matters quickly. Isn't that wild? I was like, okay, well, that comes into play with what I'm discovering is going on. And again, all right, we expect the church to act that way. We have to act that way as a staff. And so just set them down and say, all right, you got this time now to go and grab that person by the arm, spread out so no one hears you and have that conversation. And then I said, and I know some of the conflict that exists. And if I don't see you moving, I will call you out. And that had some 
Yeah, raised eyebrows when I said that. And as soon as I said, ready, break, they scattered and started to deal with it, which was good to see. It really was good to see. I think sometimes there's this misconception that church work is always just happy, happy, joy, joy. And while it is the greatest job on the planet, it is difficult and it is fraught with danger. It is. So I really applaud what you did yesterday. And I appreciate you having the emotional fortitude to direct a staff to deal with the conflict. What I think is so ironic about it is how much we teach on this, how much we model this, yet even in our own staff, which is a very healthy staff, these conflicts still are going to happen. And if they're not addressed quickly, they're still going to create lingering problems. And I think that's what's important for our staff to understand. These are normal issues. We're not abnormal because we have these conflicts going on. It's funny because we talk about ourselves being shepherds, ministers, and we usually refer to that in context to the flock being the congregation. And you often talk about how sheep, they're cute and cuddly, but sheep bite. Right. Well, in that same context, staff were sheep as well. So we have a tendency to, to bite or bite back or talk behind each other's back, those kind of things. And they seem small and minute at times, but when there's a bunch of them, that's a sign, right? That some things need to be addressed publicly as a group. If it was just one or two, then I would just gone to them. So, right. Hey guys, you come on. Everybody needs to come to my office. The three of you sit down. We're going to talk this out. But when it kind of starts to spread like an infection, right? It's got to be got to be cut off because again, the enemy looks for any way to divide, and he's always looking for a man or woman, and usually that person is in leadership. So one of my points in this is no matter how much we are trying to prevent this from happening, still among our own staff, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It has to be dealt with. I did not have the opportunity to have a conversation with Drew so yesterday when we had this session. So I'd like to take the opportunity now now for the airing of Drew versus Drew. uh, I want to tell you of a couple of things you've done to deeply offend and hurt me. No, This is great. Yeah. And yeah, and Drew just put out a list yes. for you. So he just posted good. his resume. If you guys are looking, he is available. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of resumes, we, there's another pain point among our staff right now, yes. and that is mm-hmm. that we're having several of our staff members, our young staff members, that are moving on. Right. And just to be candid and open and honest with again our our global domination audience, that it's painful when this happens. Yes. And I think that's uh, if we try to just put some happy, you know, face on it, we're not being genuine and honest. It's painful when you invest in people and you pour into them and they grow up. Yes. And then they choose to go take a job elsewhere. Yeah. That's painful, is it not? It is. You know, and especially in light of working so hard to put a team together that meshes Mm -hmm. and headed in the same direction gets us and fits with us. That takes a lot of effort. It's taking five years right, for us to get to that point, really. And then when we have that and feel like, okay, good, we can ride this wave for two or three years. Right. And then in two months, you hear, oh, so-and-so's leaving and so-and-so's leaving. And some of that is even by design with our residence program. Yes. We have a two-year program. We know at the end of two years that people are going to leave, but it still hurts because some of them you want to keep, but some, even though you've built relationships. So what I want people listening to the podcast to understand yes. is that- Just like the conflict that we have that rises up in our staff is not unexpected, neither is people leaving our church staff. Right. This is a normal and expected process for the type of staff we've developed. We have what we feel are pillar staff that are going to be here for a very long time. Yeah. And then we have a tremendous number of young talent that we 
seek and find and take risks on that others won't and build them up and grow them. And they are going to get hired away. That's, yeah. ju- that's just the way it is. It is so even is. knowing, my point is, even knowing that's our model, it still hurts. Yeah. Because we have some incredible people here. Yeah. And I think part of that, and this probably is another podcast, but leaving well and recruiting well. Yes. So there is some pain in this, but there's also deep joy that we have young people on our staff that are getting hired for much larger roles that are going up the the food chain, as it were, in the career, and we should be cheering and applauding them amidst the fact that it's painful. Yeah. You're such a positive mood today. I'm not I'm not used to this. So Well, that's why we Let's balance each other out so positive. well, Ronnie. Keep it positive. <laughs> well I'm in look, my happy place. I people get upset with me when I say this sometimes, but it is what it is. There's nothing we can do to change about it. Correct. So and if we don't like what's happening, then we need to change our staffing model. Yeah. Because as long as we're attracting young talent, and I mean early twenties talent, right. then this is gonna be the way it goes. It's gonna happen. Yep. So now you also talk about gas prices. Why in the world are gas prices bothering you? Oh, I don't know. Just you hear stories and people like, well, I can't go get this. I can't go to the store like I used to. I can't because I can't afford the gas. And uh, it's, you know, understanding that's just a small deal. Really not that big of a deal if you added out how much money you're spending now extra. But it's just the emotional impact of things like this going on added to food prices going up. Supply chain issues. Right. I don't know. It's just a it's just a heavy cloud over the country right now. It is kinda interesting. We had, you know, with COVID, we I think our lives were kind of shifted, especially supply chain and pricing. Yeah. We've seen significant price increases on normal goods. There's still things at the grocery store you cannot buy. Yeah. What was the thing you had mentioned? Oh, Fritos? Fritos. You cannot find Fritos. How weird is that? That is weird. You got Fritos that you can't get. Uh you've got rich crackers you can't find. Yeah. Just weird it's things, weird right? Plenty of toilet paper. But uh, sometimes, no free but still sometimes there's little shortages here and there. And we've seen prices just dramatically escalate. Yeah. And now we have a gas issue, which, yeah. come on, seriously, right now, a dollar a gallon, it's not even up a dollar a gallon from my memory, at least, maybe close to it, but- Yeah, about a dollar now. Okay. And that does mean, hey, I've got to think a little bit more yeah. on, am I driving my car or am I driving my daughter's car that gets twice the gas mileage yes. of my car? Or riding a bike. Or, yeah. no, I don't, not, not, not me. So, uh, what else did you mention that's, that's heavy and weighty right now? Oh, just, of course, the Mid-life, Ukraine. maybe? Russia. You can, yeah, way, <laughs> Your way, age? Past, way past that. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. Thank you. It's interesting. Russia, Ukraine. We, yeah. Yeah. And we talked about and have seen clips of, people worshiping in the Ukraine, having church in Ukraine, in in spite of all that's going on, coming together and people walking because they can't drive, they're leaving their towns. So when you see that kind of stuff, it's like, okay, well, maybe a dollar more in gas is not that big of a deal. And so that weighs on you too. There's just a lot of heaviness in the world. And the idea that the world's going to get better at some point, it's just, it's not biblical for one thing. And so just learning how to navigate that personally as ministers, but also how to be a source of encouragement. And sometimes it is fake it till you make it. I need to be encouraging, but I don't feel really encouraged right now. 
Well, I do think that's very fair. And I doubt that there's going to be a whole lot of lead pastors in our country that are going to get onto a podcast and just say, hey, it's a little discouraging right now. So, man, I, I commend you for doing that. Yeah, it, it it's a frustrating time for our people. and We need to be aware and sensitive. And at the same time, we're pointing them to Christ. We're pointing them to heaven. We're pointing to no where everything is restored. And I hope along the way, encouraging our people that, guys, we live in America. We are so blessed. Good we are. night. We are blessed. Yeah. And earlier when I said, but Jesus, I wasn't joking. That's, that's the reality. And the hope is that the church will rise up and do what we've been called to do. Maybe this is a, a shaking or an awakening for the church to step up. Like it was in COVID, here we go again. Here's another opportunity uh, to be the hope of the world. Right. Well, you haven't asked, but I will also answer the question. I was just that, about to ask. Oh, were you? Hey, what's, How are you, what's the center of my plate? I would say that... It's very similar to what what you're dealing with. I, I think where what I'm wrestling with a lot right now is the the tension, the weirdness of living simultaneously within a mountaintop experience and a valley experience. Yeah, I can't say that my life has really been like that. I mean, I it's a roller coaster up yeah. and down all the time, and that's just the way life goes. But for whatever reason, there are some clear and distinct things going on in my world that are valley and peak, and it's happening at the same time, and it's particularly poignant yeah. for me right now. Yeah. So anyway, that's just kind of You want to elaborate where on some I'm of at. those? You want to share? Uh, no, I really details? don't. Okay. I really don't. I, I mean, I'm very okay. happy with my hair. Yeah. My hair is really doing <laughs> You've well. You've always had good hair. Well, thank you. Never... Thank you very much. And my Maybe weight is dragging me down. Hair, those so. are the two. That That's that's as <laughs> surface as my, as my life is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I hope that God will continue to teach us and guide us during this time, give us wisdom to lead our people well, and also in a weird way to be an encouragement to other pastors that, yes. you know, all we hear is, it's going to yeah. be great. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Or we hear on news, the world's coming to an end, <laughs> but we don't hear pastors <laughs> saying it, right? Right. So it's a weird time we live in. It is a weird time, but yeah, we're called to be the message of hope and yeah, and and there are a lot of good things coming down the road. There's, there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic about our future. Amen. That's going to do it for this episode of Crazy Pastors. Wow. As always, if you have a Crazy Pastors story to share or you would like us to discuss a specific topic, please email those to crazypastors at org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. And I'm Ronnie Merrill.